Episode 352, Doug Holt. Design your epic life. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by Ted Accelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk, and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, if your answer is yes to any of that, your best lesson to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Okay, we have an awesome one today, guys. We have Doug Holt in the house. He's a coach, mentor, and entrepreneur. One of his passion projects is author of your own story, and that sort of perks my interest straight away. Live a life by design, not a life by chance. Firstly, well, before we dig into it too much, Doug, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I'm always on for it, so let's do it. Perfect, perfect. So that was a very brief introduction, but is there anything you'd like to add, highlight? What are you all about at the moment? You know, I'm, I'm a father first and foremost and a husband, and those are the two things that carry me uh, throughout my day and on my journey from my own story. Um, but I also am an owner, a part owner in six different businesses. So I practice a lot of what I preach and uh, traveling across the US and Canada with my family for the last four months, and we're, we're settling down by a beautiful beach. So yeah, my life is built around, well, my businesses, I should say, are built around my life. And that's how my story, you know, kind of has unfolded over the years. You talked about a little bit about traveling around and your family, and I love that. But tell us a little bit about your origins. Where are you originally from? And um, what did you want to do growing up? And, you know, very briefly, kind of how did you get from A to B to like all these multiple businesses and a life by design, which I love that concept. Yeah, something you and I share in common. Um, you know, as a child, I grew up in Southern California, so Orange County, the furthest point, you know, there was actually literally the furthest point in America that I am from today. Um, so it couldn't be more. And as a kid growing up, this is way before it's, it was popular. I'm in my 40s now. <laughs> I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And even oh. through high school, I was actually trying, I was trying to get into Annapolis, uh, the Naval Academy. And I was going through all the steps to do that until I pulled out and changed my mind as most teenagers tend to do. Uh, so yeah, it was an interesting journey of just trying different things. I was always pushing myself to excel. Um, but you know, not as everybody. I wasn't a straight A student. I was yeah. definitely a, a B or maybe C student at, at most of the time uh, going through that time, the journey. But really after college, I started starting my own companies. And I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. And it was back in 2007, Adam, that you know, I've had mentors. I've always co had coaches and mentors. I got that in an early, early age to hire people and have people. I own three businesses in my mid-20s in Santa Barbara, California. So beautiful place. If anybody's been there, you know what I'm yes, talking about. It is lovely. I was going to say, when you said you're originally from Orange County and all stuff like that, I'm like, wow, I'm surprised you're not still there. But again, yeah. <laughs> we're going to find out more about the story because again, what is someone's paradise and the reality of certain things 
You know, like I'm in middle of nowhere, northern Michigan. Everyone always looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> Everyone assumes I'll be in California, for example. But no, sorry, carry on, carry on. Three businesses. No, yeah, yeah. So I had three businesses. I owned a private training studio, which was a new concept back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it catered to kind of the elite, right? So we had actors, we had, um, you know, professionals, very successful people. And I did that by design. So I would surround myself, kind of that old Jim Rohn idea that surround yourself by you know, the five people you spend the most time with you, you know, or who you're going to become. So yeah. I did that very consciously and deliberately at a very young age. And I also ran a magazine, which gave me a lot of notoriety. And I ran a consulting company. Uh, um, again, you know, when you're consulting and you're young, you know, no one knows how old you are. So you, the power of the internet was, was pretty strong back then. <laughs> and so, yeah, so everybody, you know, to everybody's eyes, I had the ideal life. I lived by the beach, youngest business owner on the state street at the time. Um, it was great. But the truth was, like a lot of us, I was totally wearing a mask and I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't yeah. feeling fulfilled. And uh, I would wake up in the morning early, you know, go to work begrudgingly, you know, my own company. And then, you know, in the evening, I was a single guy in a, a, a vibrant town with three colleges. I mean, come on. But wow. I would go home alone because I didn't want to talk to anybody, pour myself a couple drinks, yeah. get some work done and go to sleep and repeat the day, right? And mm. all this time I had you know, these extremely successful people telling me how lucky I was, how I had, I figured it all out. Oh, that, that makes it worse from my experience. That worse because it's, it it makes you feel like even worse that you should be more happy or more fulfilled. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, it was. And so I had, so my business mentor at the time, you, the audience would know who this is very famous business person. Uh, I won't mention his name for his privacy, but extremely successful. And um, I met with him and I, I talked to him and I said, look, you know, this is what I'm feeling. I want to travel. I'm being pulled to travel for adventure. And I was doing some on my own. Yeah. And I wanted to start other businesses and help businesses um, because I've been through so much. And he said, Doug, look, here's the deal. I've been around and he was in his uh, mid 70s at the time. He told you have one of two choices. Stick with what you're doing. You're doing a great job and you'll be successful and you'll make a lot of money and you can raise a family and and move on, or two is you can travel. You can't do both. It's like, I've been around the world, I know how this game is played, you just cannot do both. And at the time, I'm, you, know, there, you know, digital nomads weren't really around. Mm. And I mean, there were, but it wasn't really written about. So I, uh, I found myself at a coffee shop one morning, and if you can imagine Santa Barbara, just a beautiful day, early, uh, it just opened up. I'm already just like, I'm, I'm there, man, I love it, absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, it was gorgeous, and I got a cup of coffee, and I got my journal in front of me. And that's when I started asking myself poignant questions. And, I, and I'm sure you do something similar. And I asked myself, you know, am I, are you truly happy? And the response that came back was no. And it kind of wow. shocked me, to be but honest. This is good. The fact that you did that, because I do believe the quality of your life comes down to the quality of your questions. And to take that, you know, in some ways a basic step, but a very powerful step to ask that simple question. Yeah, at a very basic nature. And that's when I started thinking, wow. You know, everybody around me is, you know, telling me how lucky I am, you know, you know, almost to a point of jealousy. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious yeah. at all because I wasn't happy. And right? also, I mean, it's a completely different point you're talking about here. But when people say luck, like you said, a little bit, it's a way to put it on. Oh, you've just turned up. This all this success that you've clearly built by design is lucky. In other words, what did you have to do with it? It's a kind of like a backwards, even if they're not conscious of it, it's a definitely a dig. <laughs> yep. Oh, it, it's a dig and you know, it's a little slight, but it's even more of a dig for me internally, right? Cause I'm here smiling and you know, running my companies, but inside I'm like, man, is this it? 
is this what this you know success really means? And is this the, the last stop for me? So in that same journal, I wrote down the question. It was like, hey, look, if somebody follows me around or followed me around for the last two years of my life and wrote it into a book, just wrote the real deal, right? The things that nobody sees or thinks about, would that be a best-selling book? No. Again, the answer, no. Okay. Would it be a book that I would want to read? Because that's the most important part, right? The answer again was no, Adam. And then I was like, well, who's the hero in that story? Am I really the hero? And again, no. And I thought, honestly, I thought crap. And I didn't say crap. I said a lot of other words. But the point <laughs> is, I was like, wow, this is my wake-up call. Like, I, I know I've got at least one shot at this thing we call life. That's all I know for sure. I got one of them. And I got to do something different. Something has to change. And all these people who are, you know, much smarter than I am, much more successful, are all telling me just stay the course, stay the course. Uh, but it was that morning at that coffee shop, I decided, I wrote in my journal, when am I going to do it now? It's be, do, have, not have, do, be, right? We have to be what we want to be first in order to have, you know, the actual results we want. And I was definitely doing the work, but I wasn't being the person I wanted to be. And so that was a pivotal moment where I made that decision to make that change. And from that moment on, I went on to exit my training studio, right? Sold that, got rid of that and moved all of my businesses online completely. So I could start living this lifestyle and um, I haven't looked back since. Wow. Love that. And I can really relate to a certain with the way you just made that decision to move like a year and a half before I moved to ultimately the, it's like traveling in the middle of nowhere in Northern Michigan. I took that approach that, everything I was doing had to be doable from the middle of nowhere, Northern Michigan, ultimately nowhere, anywhere. Kind of yep. thing. And it's, it's <laughs> taken them, you know, having that discipline, but that clarity to do that. Once you get that clarity and make that decision, kind of, if you, if you have the willpower, it, it all falls into line eventually, if not quite quick. Going all the way back to the Navy SEAL thing. I mean, yeah. what was it that attracted you to that? Because when I think of Navy SEALs, again, like you said, before it became cool, just think, I just think of high performance. It's just, and personally, what attracts me to anything like that is not necessarily the, the, the reality of the job they're doing, but it's the high performance nature and training yourself to be the best of the best and, you know, performing in high stress environments under pressure and producing. What attracted you to that concept? Yeah, you know, when I think back about it, you know, what really attracted me was a sense of adventure. Um, kind of that brotherhood, traveling, mm. taking out the bad guys, coming back, you know, saving the world, that kind of stuff. But really, I, I loved, I, you know, I grew up in Orange County, but I spent three months, my summers, in a, a farm in Ohio with my grandparents. Okay. Uh, ever since I was a little kid. So, very different from everybody else around me, like my friends. So, yeah. I, I would spend my time in the woods and things like that. And um, I stumbled upon Navy SEALs. I can't even remember how I did it, but I actually mm. used to buy... VHS war cassettes, you know, documentaries yeah. on Navy SEALs. Um, some of the listeners don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I would watch those as a kid. I know there's a movie that came out probably in our childhood more, Navy SEALs. Was it Charlie Sheen? And did, what did you, because then when you're saying all this, I'm thinking, I bet you loved that movie. I loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Growing up in that area, I got the, I, I heard about that movie before it came out, right? Wow. So close to Hollywood and everything going yeah. on there. And I was so excited because being a kid that is into Navy SEALs was so rare. 
Yeah. And, you know, I was outgoing. So people knew. So friends of fr- family, friends, et cetera. And so it dripped back to me. So uh, when that movie came out, I, I mean, I must have watched it 20 times. Right? I love that movie. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so good. The fact that you, you didn't keep it to yourself, that you put it out there, that people knew about it. And that, I mean, it's quite hard to know about a movie before it comes out unless you're putting your intentions and have out there into the world. And then people like get on board and like, hey, and tell you about the movie and all these sort of things. And I think that's true in life as well. I completely yeah. agree. And I do it to a much greater deal as I know you do now. Um, at the time, it was just talking about what you're interested in, yeah. you know, um, and doing that. And I didn't think about the power of intention or putting yourself out there and, and things of that nature. Um, now, I, it's definitely a daily practice for me. Awesome. And I think you may have answered this in some way, but I like to ask the awakening moment. That coffee shop, Santa Barbara, that to someone listening sounds like like the classic that sounds like the time but was there any other a point it may have been beyond that if that is the key one when yeah you've you decided it's all going to be non-location you're going to go out there when you felt like it clicked and this is the right way it's all starting to come together uh, it could have been that point that sounds like a very good point or is there anything else more recent maybe or anything that springs to mind uh, i guess more recently something that kind of it clicked is you know i'm running these companies and I just decided I'm taking off. I'm going to Alaska of all places and I'm going to scuba dive with sharks. I got an invite from an expert and good friend of mine to do so. And um, so I bought one of those big Mercedes Sprinter vans, a four by four when they first came out. I was able to find one, converted it and drove all the way from Santa Barbara, California to Valdez, Alaska. And it was on that drive that I realized, you know, cause I was doing some work. I had my team working, you know, we had an office location in Santa Barbara at the time, but I also had people all over the world. Uh, I started doing outsourcing really early on back in like 2006 or so. And so back then, um, it just kind of hit me here. I am in the middle of nowhere. You know, I actually had bears hitting the van at night one night. Um, I mean, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm running my companies. And not only am I running them, they're doing better without me, which, oh, <laughs> which is a sign something in itself, right? Uh, hire wow. great people. And that's when it really hit me. And, and then my wife flew out there and we toured around Alaska and drove back and we stopped in Bend, Oregon, which is another mountain town. And we're literally having a cocktail overlooking the river. I mean, a beautiful day. Oh. It was probably 70 something. People are on the river. They're doing stand up paddle boarding and stuff. And we're having a cocktail. We look at each other and we say, let's just move here. Why not? We can. And we did. We drove back home. We signed a lease, drove back home, picked up our stuff and moved to Bend, Oregon. Just like that. That's where you are now? No. So (laughs) I like, tell us more. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, so yeah, we moved to Bend and then we were there for two years. End up having my child, our our son there, which, you know, obviously having kids yourself, you know how much of a blessing that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, we have this huge Mercedes Sprinter vans, fully converted, beautiful thing. And we said, hey, let's just drive across North America and Canada and we'll do it for three months and see if we like it. How old, going to a because, wedding. how old is he? Because I've been, since we moved here three years ago, we got two young boys and this is literally what I've been saying to my wife and see, obviously seeing the mindset of the boys are too young and they are legendary travelers. They've gone back and forth to England. They're so good in, in cars and I'm like, come on. <laughs> so tell, I'm, again, I'm very interested in this. How old was uh, your son? 18 months, where he was 17 months at the time. So uh, does not like the car seat at all. Oh, so def- yeah. I remember pinning them when they're really young, pinning them in there. It's so <laughs> harsh. I felt so bad. Yep. But, you know, we travel and drive, and we just stop by beautiful locations, get out, and explore. 
So we made it work. And having something like that where we could sleep in there when we wanted to, we could check into a hotel um, because we were doing it all by choice. We were able to visit beautiful, beautiful areas all over uh, and land in a wedding at a wedding in uh, Virginia, or excuse me, Vermont. Yeah. My wife's from New England. And so I turned to her and said, look, I got some stuff business-wise. I'm going to be traveling a lot. Where do you want to live anywhere in the world the next six months? And she picked New England. So wow. we are now, you know, you're seeing the backdrop of we just moved into a house right off the coast, just below the Hamptons in Maine. Um, so we're literally a stone's throw from the ocean. I was out there walking with my son uh, this morning. Wow. And just a gorgeous location. Definitely a change for this Southern California boy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, absolutely gorgeous. Well, that's another great thing about America, the size of it. You literally can... It's basically, you can move country, but drive. It feels like moving country. I mean, what you've got in obviously America, it's, it's absolutely huge. <laughs> Different yes, locations, it is. Locations, landscapes, and temperatures. You know, I, like, still, I still get my head around the fact that people where I live, in the, in the winter, a lot of them just literally like get in their car, get in their sprinter van or whatever, and just drive south. <laughs> just, like, nothing, nothing more like complicated than that i'm driving south for the winter like literally like birds yeah. i'll be back when it heats up <laughs> awesome. that is pretty crazy it is you know and being here in new england i have a bunch of friends and business partner actually in the uk um who you know um and you know i was telling him the weather report and he's like oh it's just like england you just <laughs> haven't moved anywhere <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's interesting where I am now, um, and I'm always skyping my parents. And England generally, whenever we we get similar weather, I can see when it's coming through. When it's really hot in England, it's way hotter here. And then when it's always oh, a bit cold in England, it's like Arctic here. It's freezing, and <laughs> we got super snow. So basically, England is just variations of rain: warm rain, medium rain, cold rain. Which you know, I'm I'm over, but I do love England as well. Um, but yeah, the, I prefer snow and sun currently. Definitely. You and me both. You and me both. And you say this, you know, I, I, if I can say it, you say it so eloquently in your book, right? You can play in snow. There's so many things you can do in snow that you can't do in rain. And, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got two young boys. It's such a short season when it does rain, when it turns into snow, it just, everything just gets so bright, especially with the sun. It just, everything is just like, it's like painting your walls in your house, like nice light color. It just, it's, it's just magical around when the snow's falling and all of that side. And the, the kids love it. And don't get me wrong, they do when it comes around to like spring. We're all ready to see the grass, but I love yeah. the, the change in nature. And, but I, I also like the flip side, as you, you touched on there as well, when people complain about certain things, um, you know, they're, they're the same people who be complaining about the snow saying they want to like go out for a run or something like that and then in the summer probably saying oh it's too hot you know it's just oh man yeah, <laughs> anyway exactly they're just looking for something to complain about yeah there's always somebody running in that snow and there's always somebody running in that heat right yeah it's just a choice awesome so talk to us a little bit about author of your own story helping people create epic lives i know you said that's a passion project um and what do you want to talk about in terms of what what do you want to do? What's the, if you had to, and I, clearly you don't, but if you had to really focus on one thing or give the most value in this sort of like next 10 minutes or so, what, what, what do you think you want to sort of angle it at? Yeah. So I'm going to ask the listeners to play along too and go back to that coffee shop where I was with, you know, a cup of coffee in your journal in front of you. And it's beautiful. The coffee shop was called Janine's. So if anybody's on Santa Barbara, they know exactly where I'm talking about. And you're sitting there and ask yourself the same question. You know, if you fall, if someone followed you around, for the last two years of your life, wrote down the real things you did, like a story, 
would it be a story that you'd want to re read yourself? And would it be a page turner? I mean, one of those stories that keeps you up, you want to get up early in the morning and read it right away because it's so good. And if the answer is no, this is the time to change right here, right now in this moment, make a decision and make the change. You know, it, we can all every day write a new chapter in our lives. We don't have to go in the past. We don't have to go through this. We don't have to look at our circumstances and use them as excuses. What started me out on this passion project is really when I was traveling, I would have people reaching out to me mainly through social media and just being like, wow, it's so amazing what you're doing. However, I can't do it because I have kids. I can't do it because I have a corporate job. I can't do it because my car is red, you know, whatever excuse it was. And it was ridiculous. And, you know, I get it to them. It's reality and perception is reality. But at the same time, they were using these things to lock them down and they were in unfulfilled lives. And to me, there's nothing, you know, worse. I, I shouldn't say worse. I can't think of the right word right now, but there's nothing more painful than somebody just being average, not really going after it and going after their true dream. Yeah. You it's like, like you say, it's like they're doing a warm up for their real life. This yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like one day, that one day scenario. And it just, no, it is, it's, it's you know, it's. It's, it's painful. It's painful. <laughs> it really is. And so, you know, some of these people, Adam, were, they were family members, right? Friends. Most of them are people I've never met and probably never will. But, you know, you hear your family members come out there and, you know, I'm doing well and I'm traveling. And I was like, I got to do something about this to wake them up. And so I actually thought of a couple of my family members who reached out to me. And I thought, geez, you know, what if I just started a, a project for fun? And I just started posting these things on how you can live this life how you can be the author of your own story. Not like follow my direction, but mm -hmm. how can you do it yourself? And maybe they'll pick up on it. And that just started catching steam over time. And it really built into a life of its own and where people are just kind of coming together, forming communities and helping each other out to one, inspire, two, educate. And third is just to encourage each other. Um, because, you know, life throws bumps in the road. And for some people that aren't used to that, it seems like a complete objection and they'll, they'll fall short and that's okay as long as you get back up. That's the only thing that matters is you get back up, dust yourself off and give it another shot. And you said it really eloquently and I'm going to definitely steal that is it's like, <laughs> it's like they're warming up for their real life. Someday I will. Well, someday can be today and you know, otherwise someday never happens. And so I, I encourage everybody listening to that to really take that to heart. You know, um, I know all of us have had friends that and family members that have met, you know, have, have left this world too short of notice, right? And I, I certainly have. And, you know, you look at the statistics, especially, wow, with our kids, and the, you know, in the UK, suicide was number one. And you look at the United States right now, and I, I, I heard this um, just last or two nights ago, suicide rate, up, rate for teenage girls is up 75%, 25% wow. for boys. That's well, I, huge. Yeah. I heard, I mean, there's so many stats around it, but I, something that sort of struck home with me recently, again, I've mentioned stats before, but this one, I think it's men, for example, are four, across the world, because I knew stats about England, but across the world are four times more likely to commit suicide. And alongside that stat, it's something like every 30 seconds, someone does. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's ridiculous to think. And it's, it, you know, if you can, that one voice even to delay something because then something else might happen in that window but that one voice that one you know a message you've said there that may hit home something i've said or just before that there's always a way back from you know whatever adversity you're in 
So anyone listening, I just do, I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do, but you know, reach out to someone. There is a way back. Yeah, please do. I mean, I'm sure Adam will talk to you. I definitely will talk to you. Um, you know, there is another way. And I know Adam, you've been doing this for a long time. As someone who puts on a podcast like yourself, you're dedicating a lot of your time and, um, a side story note to, to what we're just talking about there is uh, I, I train high-end clients. I say high-end just because, well, for a lot, they're already successful people. People have yeah. already made their success and I help them with their lifestyle. And um, so I challenged one of my clients to do video and they wouldn't do it. So I said, hey, look, I'll do 365 video podcasts if you do it, every one a day. And I'm a competitive guy. So yeah. it was kind of a, yeah. we're going back and forth, we became friends. So I committed to that. And after 365, I'm going to stop. That's, you know, it's a lot of yeah. work, as you know. Yeah. And during that journey, I had someone reach out to me and they said, Doug, I just want to let you know that my friend's family, they listen to the podcast and it's called Daily Growth Hacks, right? They're very yeah. short. Yeah. And truthfully, I don't think they're that great. Mm -hmm. um, but that's my own opinion. And they said, you know, for some reason, uh, you know, the family listens to it and they have a 14 year old son and the son listened to it and the son has been suicidal. And something you said, and it was relationship of what I said was relating to how do you interact with people and what triggers you. Yeah. Hit home to him and actually made him like it just cleared. And so the son took it up and changed his whole lifestyle. Wow. And it just brought tears to my eyes. And I was like, man, I can't stop doing this. Yeah. I can't stop, you know, trying to spread the, spread the message of just be yourself, yeah. be authentic, take off the mask. There's no one to pretend for. You know, being you is your unique advantage. It's your competitive advantage in life mm. is being you. And no matter how old you are, I don't care if you're 14 or 80, you know, you still have time. Every day you have a chance to author your own story, start your life any way you want. You know, if you follow this, be, do, have, be that person you love and want to be and be that person in every moment and you will be able to do the work necessary and have those results. Awesome. I had a similar story you know, someone reaching out to me, like you say, like in my view, it was, it was just something useful or something I was thinking I put out and, you know, it has a massive impact in someone. And at the same time, I got a comment that, um, someone's response was don't care. Don't give a crap <laughs> to which I responded. Thanks for caring enough to share your thoughts, live long and prosper. So <laughs> but again, on the flip side perspective, if you put yourself out there and, and you're doing something, you will just by the nature of people you will get someone and trying to shoot you down or bring you back down to their level so but do not let that justify in your mind oh this is why i'm going to play small again um, because you know what is one man's rubbish is another man's gold so just do your thing and worry about doing something you respect yourself for first than other random people out there that do not care about you and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two ways to build the biggest building in your town, right? The first one is to build it strong. You've heard this before, you know, build it, the infrastructure. The second way is to burn down everybody else's building. Right. And unfortunately I, I get these emails too, that I send out emails with my thoughts, you know, to my email list and people that subscribe to it. And every once in a while, I'll get someone who will respond with this lengthy email about how horrible I am and how I'm, I'm a waste of their time. And I'm like, wow, that is, <laughs> you just spent, you know, probably yeah, you six, just, seven paragraphs explaining this to me. Obviously, you have a lot of time and something hit you. You may not believe this, but I do genuinely feel for these people when they've, like you say, when they've spent that time to do that. And I'm just like, 
oh man, I feel for them because you know that's like you say they they've just made that decision that they're going to dedicate this focus to just hammering or just you know that negative energy. It's ugh, horrible. Anyway, we're going to finish this with the alpha round. So in starting that, is there a particular quote or favorite quote or something that really resonates with how you like to live your life or approach things? Oh, um, huh. you know what? The one, the first one that popped in mind as soon as you said that was a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's by <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. And I used to have this on my office wall. It said, um, things are left, things are available to those who wait, but only left by those who hustle. Um, I love that. I love that idea. I love that Abraham Lincoln said that. Um, and again, I'm paraphrasing it, but just the idea that, Hey, yeah, you can wait you can sit on your haunches and wait and you'll get things, but it's only those things that are left that the others that hustled didn't want. Awesome. Is there a particular impactful book for you over your life or one that maybe recently that you, you recommend or, you know, you gift to people? Well, besides yours, um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's, you can, you can recommend any book you want. <laughs> your book is amazing. And we, I've told you that. Um, and I wasn't doing that to, and to listeners, I'm not saying that to, uh, tell you, but your book is really great. Uh, I haven't gifted it yet, but it is a great book. And <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you take people on a linear progression, step-by-step step on how to better your lives. And you talk about writing their own story, which obviously jumped out to me. I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> speaking the same language as me. So uh, I've got to send you, um, I did a talk called Bestseller Belief. And there's a lots of that kind of terminology around, you know, writing your own story. And it's, it's only a 10 minute talk, but I think you're like that. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I'll say your book. And the other one I think is great for people. I'll, I'll do two if that's okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, is think and grow rich. It's not sit on your butt and grow rich. It's not, you know, meditate and grow rich. It's think and grow rich. And I think that's a great book that a lot, a lot of people just don't take the time to actually read the whole thing. Awesome. Legendary. Is there a particular resource or something that pops to mind that you use in your daily life, whether it's business, just lifestyle that you think, ah, oh, this is not so well known or it's just an essential piece, uh, a tool that you use in your lifestyle? Um, you know, something I use to communicate with my team all day long is an old app that most people have, uh, you know, discontinued using. It's yeah. called Voxer. Okay. I've heard of that a while ago, but like you say, I haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, and the reason I like it is, um, again, my team is all over the world in multiple companies and we're able to communicate quickly and efficiently, which allows everybody that it's not face to face, but at least you get to hear someone's voice and adds that human connection to things. Awesome. From your network, and it could be from your show or just say from your network, is there anyone who springs to mind who would be a great guest, guest for the Awaken Your Alpha show, both in their energy and the fit, and obviously who would want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've had Tim Matthews on before, who yep. is a great friend of mine, of both of ours. Um, Eric Malzone is a great oh, guy. I haven't uh, heard of him. So great guy. He's, he's in the, uh, the wealth fitness and wellness space. Yep. He, uh, he also has a podcast. Great person. Love to connect you guys. Mm -hmm. I would be happy to do so. Um, he would be a great interview. What's next for you? Is it kind of quite open or more of the same? Or what's, uh, what's coming for you in 2019 and beyond? Do you think? We're building these businesses. So I took, uh, we talked about Tim Matthews and I, yep. I took ownership in his company, The Powerful Man. Oh, wow. Uh, so that was great. Just doing men's work is something that's very important to me. It goes right along with other things that I'm doing and up to. And I'm a big believer in that the more of us are out there, I don't look at that as competitive for anything that's doing it. I have the opposite approach. It's all synergistic to me. And so we came together and uh, basically was like, look, this is a way that I think I can help um, because I'm kind of living this life a lot of yeah. these men want to live and I can just show them what I did 
Um, really, I've just made more mistakes than anybody has. <laughs> You know, um, so building that business and then uh, another business I'm building is the fitness accelerator. So I have that focus time. It's extremely important for me in 2019 to maintain, you know, my lifestyle with my family, spend time with my son and then uh, keep growing my connections with great people who, you know, you are, you are the people you spend your time with. Right. And I'm always looking to add to that list of great other, other people who are amazing. And if I can inspire anybody else on 20, in 2019, even if it's just one person to take that step to be the author of their own story, then that's a win for me. Awesome. And what is the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more? If they want to connect with me, the, probably the best thing to do is just go to my website, which is dougholtonline.com. Uh, I'm easy to find on social media as well. Very active there and uh, would love to hear from you. Brilliant. And we'll put all them links in the show notes. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure today, Doug. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Adam. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by Accelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes in any way, shape or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, if you've got any questions, Chris, please do reach out to me. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That will jump straight to me. TED Accelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one. We may be in the middle of one. We may be just about to finish one. Main thing is reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TED Accelerator, and there will also be some pre-work for you to do. So it's best time to start taking action on this is today, and so we'll get you secured when the next group goes through. Also, if you want this to happen now, 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 there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one -one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon. Just one more sneaky little bit from me here. I couldn't not pop this in there. We were talking um, and Doug had just, just before the interview, Doug had been reading my book to hear what you had to say. It was really humbling. So uh, this is what you had to say about the book. I get sent a lot of books because I, yeah, I actually own six companies and you know, when going through these and looking through them, to be honest with you, I get asked to do the forwards or things like that. And most of them are pure crap. And yours took me by such pleasant surprise. The depth of knowledge that you, you obviously possess and you've maintained, your ability to share it in a methodology that goes, that follows a process for people and weaving in the correct stories along with the quotes. That's hard to do and very rare. So I was really impressed. I, like I said, I was up last night reading um, and then I got up early this morning as I typically do. But what I did is I put down the books that I'm normally reading and dove right back into yours. Uh, not because I felt I had to, but more because I felt compelled to and I wanted to digest more of the content and hear the stories. Um, so well done. I know how difficult it, it can be to write a book, uh, especially of this depth in nature that you're trying to one, I assume you're trying to one, inspire people to take action and inspire them to change their lives too, is you're giving them tools and a toolkit to do so. And I can see a lot of the sources that you're pulling it from and it's absolutely amazing. So I would say that, you know, as somebody who's invested way, a lot of money in his life, you're saving people hundreds of thousands of dollars if they just follow this process. Man, man, <laughs> I can see you've done this before. That was legendary. Wow, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, it's true, man, it really is.